Hello, hello. Welcome to the Magical Rehabilitation Podcast. And I'm Megan. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're here again. We're here to talk about the magician. Whoop, whoop. You know, not the first card in the deck, but number one card in the deck of the, well, it's the Rider Waite deck, but it's just tarot in general because they're kind of all the same, right? So. They all have yeah. those basic roots together. Yeah, the fool was the episode last week. And this week we follow up with card number one, the magician, as I just said. So, Megan, you want to go over what the card looks like? And then we can yeah. just dive right in, I guess. That sounds great. So, if you have your deck, if you listened last week, we encouraged everyone to grab their own deck so they can see... Um, if they have the Rider weight deck, that's what we are talking about the most because that's where a lot of the keywords are coming from and the key images that we use for our interpretations. Um, and, but if you have your own deck, it's also great to pull out um, something other than the Rider weight and see where the differences are. See mm-hmm. if they, they have some of the same things, see what they don't, what they don't carry over. And just so you guys are aware, we mentioned it last week, but we'll probably keep mentioning it. Most decks are based off of the Rider Waite tarot deck, which is why we choose to use this deck as the main one that we're talking and talking about and discussing. And so even if you have like some other indie deck or whatever, it is probably based off of the Rider Waite tarot. And so you're going to see at least some of these callbacks to the Rider Waite tarot deck and this information will still be helpful to you definitely okay so the magician card in the Rider Waite deck um it is a person standing in front of a table they are wearing a red cloak and they have their arms outstretched they're right hand is up towards the sky holding a double pointed scepter of sorts and their left hand is pointing down to the ground next to them they're standing in front of a table on this table you can see the four suits that are used within the deck so we have a sword a cup a pentacle and a wand all on top of this wooden table. In front of the table are a patch of flowers. So we've got lilies and roses. And then up above the magician, um, there are also some roses in a garland on the top of the card. Mm -hmm. The magician themselves is wearing a white robe. They have an Ouroboros around their waist as a belt. They have a red cloak, and they have the infinity symbol over their head. And then uh, the background of this card is yellow. So we'll dive into some of these different symbols as we talk, but we wanted to let you know, paint a good picture of what things look like. But wait, there's more, because as we were about to record this um, episode, we saw on the table, there is a little bird and there is what looks like fire and water on like the edge of the table and since the table is wood implicitly then we can imagine that the bird represents air 
the fire represents, uh, well, fire and the water represents water. And so we have all of the four elements that are also represented on this table, wood being earth. So that's kind of cool. I definitely didn't see that. (laughs) That is like the first time I ever saw it when I was taking a close look at the card and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. But I was also wearing my glasses, which probably helps. So (laughs) this just goes to show you guys that we can use the same cards over and over and over again for numbers of years and still pick up on cool little tiny details that we had not noticed before. So that is amazing. I know, exactly. And I think like that is totally it. Even as we're going through this, we're going to miss things and there might be things that you, the listener, know that like we totally didn't discuss or that we don't even know. And that's part of the beauty of sharing the information is that you're always learning new things and you're always perceiving things in a new way. So with that said, let's dive right in. So where do we want to start? Last time we talked a lot about color and I think that we can probably use some of those same notes to kind of talk about the two main colors I would say on the magician are red and yellow. What do you think, Hex? Yep. I think so too. And the white is obviously like probably the third most obvious color there. So yeah, the red and the yellow definitely come through, which is interesting because if you look at the flowers, um, you have the red roses, the red robe, you have the white lilies and the white, um, well, I guess it's like a tunic or whatever the heck it is. And then you have the yellow background and then the wand is I mean, it's supposed to be brown, but it's kind of yellowish. And so is the cup and the pentacles. So you have like, and the wand in his hand is also um, white. So you kind of have like some themes that are happening here and some color um, coordination that I think is intentional. Um, So, yeah. Do you want to talk about the meanings of the flowers since you were the one who kind of just like was diving into that earlier? Yeah, so I, the really interesting thing for me is I've been doing these guided meditations um, lately, and they always include me um, walking into a, a space, and they always say, okay, take a look around, and flowers have been popping up in these spaces in my meditations, so flowers mm. have been this thing that are just like popping out at me all the time outside of my meditations because I'm like, man, when I do these guided meditations, flowers seem to be really popular. So um, for me right now, they seem to be really big symbols for me. So the lilies um, on the card have to do with rebirth. And so um, if you think about where these cards come from, there is a lot of Christian mysticism behind them, right? That's that's the golden dawn. That's where we, we tie a lot of this history to. And so lilies show up around Easter, and Easter is a time of considered rebirth in Christianity, right? That's, that's a big thing. And so that's what these lilies on this card symbolizes, rebirth, so the starting Um, The magician is going to start bringing something up. I like to think of the magician when it shows up. I know that when we talked about the fool, the fool is beginnings, but the magician is where you actually begin, right? The fool, we're jumping off, 
but the actual work starts here with magician. And so sometimes when I pull the card, I'm like, beginning, 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 begin again. It's okay to start again. And so the lilies really represent that. And then the red roses are about passion and fire and rootedness and being able to, let's see, where do we think of red roses? We think of, well, I mean, Valentine's Alice Day. Alice in Wonderland. Roses, right? <laughs> So you've got like this thing where it's like um, this time of passion and um, so the roses represent that and so you've got this great rebirth and using that rebirth to kindle some passion towards um, what it is that you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, red is also that root chakra, that root color. So that is again, rooting into yourself, um, bringing that fire upward. Um, and then as you said, the Easter lilies, cause that's what they're called, represent the rebirth. And they also, as um, I said earlier, represent death. So you mm -hmm. kind of see lilies at death, which is interesting to tie into that infinity symbol because it's like, you know, born again, death, rebirth, death, rebirth, death, rebirth. And so I think there's an element of that. Also the Ouroboros calls yep. into that death, rebirth, that cycle. Um, so yeah, the flowers are all kind of like, that's a strong vibe, death and rebirth, beginning again, ending, beginning, ending, beginning. So all of that is very much like, okay, find the fire to begin again. That's the vibe. Um, and like his wand, I'm saying he just because it looks masculine on the card, but it's more just about ease um, than it is about me gendering the card specifically for what it's worth. But the wand in his hand has always looked to me like a double-ended candle, <laughs> mm, even yeah. though I wouldn't necessarily say fire, but that's what it looks like, or that's what I always think of when I see the the wand in his hand. So fire again represents that transformation. And so I think there's a lot of that energy coming through on the card, um, especially with the red robes rooting earth and the white robes, which is about spirituality and kind of like the divine. So there's a lot of that. Yep. And then in we've got opinion. the hands pointing in either direction, right? Same thing. Mm -hmm. We're looking down at the ground. We've got one hand down rootedness, the base where things come from. And then you've got the other hand reaching up to the sky. So up to the heavens, yep. up to, um, you know, what, what's going on. And that in the hand that's reaching up to the heavens is the one that has the, the wand in it. Right. So mm -hmm. being yeah. able to be a conduit for those two spaces, what's, what's rooting them down and what they're pulling from, from up above. Yes, exactly. And so, on the table, we have the four different elements, the sword, which represents air and spirituality, the cup, which represents emotions and water, the pentacle, which represents earth and like the material world, and the wand, which represents um, fire, because you light the wand on fire, I guess. I mean, to me, I'm like a little stuck on that, but that's just creative differences. Um, the wand represents fire and then that would be like transformation and all of that. So like action, action. But you have those four elements on the table because 
it is your path forward. You have everything at your fingertips. You can choose whatever. You can do whatever. And all four of these tools are already in your possession. So as you begin, you have everything that you need to go where you want to go, right? So that's kind of like what this represents. And then even though the um, elements are all represented in these symbols, like I said earlier, the table has the water, the fire, and the um, the bird carved into the side of it, which is kind of also saying all the elements are present um, for you as well. So you're firmly rooted into this material body with all of the spiritual tools that you could possibly need at your fingertips. Yeah, and I like that there's that combo, right? Because that kind of sets the stage as we move forward when we move into the minor arcana it gets very specific on it is just one of those four tools in front of them for the most part but you always have all of them at your disposal just because you pick a tool to use doesn't mean you're neglecting those other elements and so i think it's fantastic that the table has all of them in addition because okay I'm going to focus on my mental space my thoughts um, my spirituality what I'm bringing in that way but I know that I can stay grounded I can bring my creativity passion to it and I bring my intuition and my emotions into it and so it's just it's really awesome to see the way that that's all together and this is why we like the Rider Waite deck so much In the sense that it has all of these little nuggets of inspiration and uh, meanings behind it all, which is always awe-inspiring to me. Yeah, so like you can literally tap into any part of this card and find, you know, something that means something to you in that moment. Like what's really popping out to me right now is the cup. But sometimes when I look at it, it's the pinnacle or it's just the guy in the center. Maybe it's the flowers that I'm noticing the most. And so every single piece of the card speaks to you a different way at different times. And that's part of like what I like about it is just like you can literally take whatever you need in that moment from what's in front of you and what's coming through. And part of why the magician is such a special card, because Again, you know, like you are the architect of whatever journey you're on, the fool's journey. And so the magician is taking those pieces of what your journey is going to be and bring them into the material world. But in that moment, what do you need the most, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe that is the cup for you right now. Maybe that's the sword or the wand or the pinnacle or whatever. So being able to kind of like see the magician and see what piece of that is speaking to you that also tells you something about you know where you are in your fool's journey and as the magician in this moment you know yeah yeah definitely and i think that that's where um just over time you get to see that so whether you're picking up on your own intuitive hits whether you've asked a particular question and so then something jumps out out at you more because you have a question and then it's like oh yeah this connects to that question or there are other cards you've pulled so if you've pulled other cards and um and then you see how they relate to each other and it's all different 
And we were talking last time about directionality. So the magician is facing forwards, right? So he is in the mm-hmm. present moment. He's here right now to do the thing. Um, and that's always um, a great thing to think about when you think about magic. And so the magician mm-hmm. and magic um, being in the present moment when you create your own magic is normally really important, right? You want to be grounded in this present moment to then bring forth something um, to create something. And if you're thinking about the past or you're thinking about the future, you aren't always able to accept the things that you're trying to work on, focus on right now. So the magician is also a really great reminder to, to be in the present moment right here, right now. And also to like bring into um, connection your subconscious and your conscious mind. So it's like your the magician is, like you said, in the present moment. And he's also fully like embracing all parts of himself. So mm-hmm. he can kind of like bring that into this new journey. So there's that connection between the underworld and the above ground. There's the connection between the spirit realm and the physical realm. There's the connection between subconscious self and conscious self. And so it's all kind of like there embodied in that archetype of the magician, bringing the shadow self and the quote light self together so that you can really be present and bring into fruition all of the things that you really want to embody on this journey right so there's so many different dualities I guess that are present in that hence why you kind of have like the infinity symbol bringing together in the centerpiece of those two you know like ends and then dichotomies I guess and then you have the left and the right you have the receiving and the giving you have the top and the bottom the spirit and whatever else you know so all of those things are kind of like implied and present in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, so I've been talking about um, cards, you know, what cards relate to who and where and, um, and the thing about the magician, I've just always felt really connected to the magician. Technically there are other cards that when I, you know, do numerology, other cards are the cards that pop up for me, but the magician has just always felt really, really deep in the sense of wanting to know that I can always start something again. I can always come back to the beginning and start again if I need to. And I feel like I just have this brain that's always all, all over the place. And so touching back to the magician whenever I get that opportunity um you know sometimes like oh you have a meditation practice and then life happens and I haven't been able to sit for a really long time and then I draw the magician because I'm feeling guilty and the magician pops up and it's like it's okay just just start Mm -hmm. again just begin it again and I feel like about the magician I love it so much I I love that. It's so true. Like it's just a really pragmatic reminder of like like you said, you know, just do it again. It's okay. Like you don't have to worry. Like you have all the tools. You already know what you want to do. Like go. It's okay, you know? I guess I never really thought about it like that, but I like that so much because it is really like 
positive and it's almost like like a little encouraging you know it's a little mm-hmm. encouragement from like the tarot saying you got this <laughs> just start over you know like there's that that syzygy right you know like you fall off you get back on you fall off you get back on I like that so much what about now I'm curious like what's up oh sorry no no no. you go first um I'm curious where else in the deck like there's a callback to the magician like with the white robe and the red robe together but I guess we'll have to like discover that as we go along, right? Like, but I'm like, hmm, hmm, where is it? <laughs> yeah, that will that will be a fun thing. And actually, hmm, uh, <laughs> I already have one on the top of my head, which is a hierophant, which is my. Actual I was just card. thinking that. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it really? That's so yeah. funny. See, there you go. I know the hierophant definitely has that red robe and the white tunic underneath and then I was looking quickly while we were like talking and I think I saw well the four of pentacles has it um yep and there's another one a lot of the pentacles actually but anyway so I'm intrigued I'm intrigued and well but, I'm sure we'll we'll come back to that as we continue journeying forward we're pretty good about uh picking up breadcrumbs call back yeah. Yeah. So the magician for me um definitely is just kind of like I guess it's like an encouraging reminder that you have everything you need. That's really mm. what it is for me. Like every time I see that, I'm usually um in the frame of mind like I just need this so that I can do that um because I never feel I guess like rooted, right? And the magician is like, "No. You're good." You have everything you need. Just do the thing. Do the thing is really the magician vibe for me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, word. I have it all. I just need to get out of my head and do the thing. And that is like, that is 100% that. Because it's true. Magic doesn't require things. And if you notice, he's not holding the stuff, is he? He just has a wand, but that's more like a representation. The wand is kind of like, it's almost so non-special because unlike the other things that are very detailed and have like little, you know, colors, the wand is empty, devoid of color, and it's not very detailed. We don't even know what it is. We just know it's double pointed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe it's a candle, but there's no fire. And they would have put fire if it was a candle and blah, 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 whatever. So it's not important. He's important. The person mm-hmm. is important. The person is not holding the tools. The tools are just available if that is so necessary, right? So that is the reminder for me. It's just like, you really don't need it. You have everything, you know, like it's just there and it's nice to have, but it's not necessary. What's necessary is you, you're the magic. You're the architect. You're the person who can do whatever they want to do with what they already have. And the rest will come as you journey forward. So that's, that's the vibe for me. Just do the thing you have it all just do the thing (laughs) I think that's a great reminder in the way that things have been lately where it does feel like so much stuff is kind of shoved at you as if you need all of the things um you like there have been plenty of magic courses that have popped up over the past couple years and um you know often there's like oh well here are all the tools that come with it and it's like 
The really good magic courses tell you you don't need the tools. You need to just start going about it. Don't worry about having the ceremonial things if that's the type of magic you're doing. Imagine it. Draw it on paper. <laughs> if you need yep. to feel like it's represented, draw it yourself. Create it. Um, you don't need to actually have that thing. Sometimes it's nice to have the thing, but you, does, you don't need it. You have access mm -hmm. to it um, energetically. It doesn't have to be in your hand. Yeah, that is so true. Especially like as someone who tries very hard to be anti-capitalist, it's like I don't like feeling that I need more information or more things or more this or more that. It's like I want to... I just want to jump in and do it. There's my Aries, right? But like, I just want to jump in and do the thing. And then to be told like, I'm not doing it right because I don't have the right tools. It's like, it doesn't feel intuitively correct. And, and yet there's that imposter syndrome that comes through. That's like, okay, but you're not a real magician unless you have the sword and the cup and the pentacle and the wand. And it's like, okay, but the magician doesn't need any of those things. They're just freaking there. Right. And those are just representations of ideas. The sword could literally be you just cutting air. You know, the cup can be a metaphorical cup. You can hold your hands together. That's how we drank water from river streams. Like we don't need these things. It's all representations of that. And so I think there's a lot of power in, in, remind, in reminding ourselves of that, especially like you said, we have this very cultivated, image of what it means to be magical I mean even to the point where it's like there's an aesthetic right mm -hmm. like the tattooed witch I'm like I freaking love it are you kidding me but I don't have that kind of life that allows me to live into that vision that maybe I hold for it and so that's not inauthentic, right? If you're not embodying that, even if you want to, or you find that it, it does speak to you. It's like, there's not an inauthenticity to not being that. If there's no crystal wand, you know, if there's no crystal sword, if there's no like, beautiful handmade, you know, iron rot, whatever, it's okay, you're still doing the most. And the magician doesn't touch the tools the magician just knows that the tools are available so knowing that the iron rot sword dipped in you know like detura water and blessed under the full moon like i mean legit i want it but knowing that it exists knowing that that is a magical tool is good enough and i can use what i have at my disposal to get the same result because i i have the power within me that is the most important thing but it is still dope. <laughs> it's still cool. <laughs> so if you're making that stuff good for you, because I think that's awesome, but you know, it's all part of it. Right. So we just have to remind ourselves and not to feel like inadequate because we don't have those at our disposal and not to wait until you do. Right. That's yep. really the point it'll come when it's ready to come and don't wait until it comes to get started because you know, you're just letting your magic wither and kind of like die out. If you're 
always constantly putting yourself in a waiting mode instead of just like jumping in and doing the thing. He's already doing the magic. He's already part of the magic. He's not waiting until he figures out how to wield the sword, right? And that goes into the minor arcana too, because the first thing we get to is like, well, there's a bunch of chaos and there's like a bunch of drama, but then we get to the page and the page is still trying to figure out how to hold the sword. And if you've ever held a sword, they're freaking heavy. Are you kidding me? Like they're heavy. You have to like build up the strength. Oh my gosh. So don't wait, don't wait just get started. Like the sword will come, the strength will come, like you will get there, but don't wait, you know, like muscles. Yeah. You're using the muscles. Exactly. Exactly. you got to build up those noodle arms first. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that, uh, that dips into my, my keywords for the magician. So I think I've already mentioned begin again. So that's Mm -hmm. one of my keywords and then creation is mm-hmm. is one you you're not seeing what they're creating but you know that they're there at that table to create something right um so those i think are my two big magician words are are begin again and uh creation um what about you hex what are your your main keywords i think manifestation which is creation also i like creation better than manifestation that's kind of a loaded term these days but mm. I've always said like manifestation, like bringing it into reality, right? Um, Action, because he's definitely like, he's taken the steps and he's like in the present moment, he's acting and bringing it in. And then, um, I mean, it's not a, it's not one word, but it's the phrase, like, just do it, like, Mm. do the thing, just do it. Because that's really what it is. It's, it's about doing that action, you know, um, which is a little bit more specific, right? When you say, when you, you say action, it's like, that can look so many different ways, which is cool, but do it is like very specific. It is an, like imploring you to actually follow through on whatever it's going to be. So yeah, do it action manifestation. Those are the ones that really come through for me. Um, and I like yours, Begin Again um, and Creation. I think those are perfect. So, yeah, that's what that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay, so my question to you is, Does do you have somebody who pops into your mind as an archetype of the magician, like IRL? Hmm. I have such a hard time with this because like, I spend so much time thinking of the tarot as internal that like sometimes so what would be like an example of an internal moment for you or like a magician moment you know so for me magician moments tend to be in the kitchen Mm. so like um i think of magician moments as like oh my goodness i am hungry and what amazing things can i create for myself that's a very magician moment because then it's like okay I could make the most simple thing, right? Like I could make a really, really basic, I need to eat right this moment. I have some eggs. I have a frying pan. Voila. I made, (laughs) I made breakfast or, um, we can make the most elaborate, uh, birthday meal that you want to make for someone. So the magician in real life, I think, um, would be like kitchen, kitchen for me. Kitchen is my magician space. That is so cool. 
I don't really like cooking, but for me, I think my magician moment would be writing because it is totally like when I put pen to paper mm. or fingers to keyboard, um, it just becomes like this flow. And that is like, that's my, that's my just doing it. Like, and I'm sure like, if you read my Patreon or my Instagram posts or whatever, like you can just tell when I'm really like flowing and vibing and so for me that's like that's definitely my like creation space when I'm bringing something into the real world and making my magic because me frying an egg is just frying an egg I'm like why I <laughs> you know but you're right that is still making magic and it is transformation too because you're taking this thing and you're making it into something totally you know different and that's kind of cool. I think kitchen is definitely magic, but it's not my vibe. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, and the other great thing about both of these are it could be the most simple thing. Um, and like, okay, you just wrote a very small caption for something you wanted to put up or you write a whole zine, right? Um, and then that all relates back to magic because your most simple magic step is lighting a candle, taking a breath. That is the most basic way you could do magic, right? Centering yourself and taking your breath or lighting a candle, or you can do the most freaking elaborate magic ritual ever out there. But I think it's a good reminder for all of us that magic doesn't have to be super big and crazy ritualistic. It could just be this tiniest ritual of lighting a candle. Right. I mean, and your breath is magic. Mm -hmm. Breath is life. And it's like the first, the moment when you become human is when you take your first breath. That is like a huge epic moment in your life. And so mm -hmm. um, the most magical thing you can do is breathe, which is part of the reason why, at least in, you know, yoga, the breath is considered one of the eight limbs of yoga, that it's so important. It has its own limb. Um, one out of eight so pranayama that's like the breath control and all of that so I do think that it it can it can just be very very simple and straightforward and it doesn't have to be this huge elaborate thing you know okay so I was just reading about what's his face Van Wilder you know I just totally lost his name right now um do you remember the movie Van Wilder Deadpool. What's his name? Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan yes, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, there you go. I'm like, I'm like, what are the kids into now? <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> okay, whatever. Sorry. Uh, uh, I love, okay, I love so, Van Wilder and Deadpool. So both are great. <laughs> I know. Jot that down. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> so he, I guess, does this like he'll buy. Okay, so he had that. Um, is it vodka or tequila? I don't know. He had whatever his aviator gin. alcohol gin. Okay. Something I don't like. I like tequila, yeah, I don't but either. he had, yeah, no offense if you're listening to this Ryan Reynolds, but I'm not a gin drinker. It's fine. I'm sure yours is great. Um, anyway, so he had gin. He also owned mint mobile, which he just sold, I guess. Um, he's doing all sorts of like really random and interesting things. And he does it in such a way that it's really like um, kind of entrepreneurial and, and fascinating, right? And he's like, I mean, he literally, okay, 
just his whole journey to becoming Deadpool and making Deadpool what it is now, that's fascinating and magician-y in it in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't he wouldn't have been my first choice for that, right? Like a magician to me would have been like P. Diddy or something, because P. Diddy also did a lot of interesting things. Um and made a whole media empire. I think that's interesting. He just started out, you know, Puff Daddy rapping, right? And then he just was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to do something else. And he did that whole, what was it, Punked? And all of those shows with MTV. And then he's just behind the scenes now. Rick Ross, there's another one who does like a lot of um, magician-y stuff. Like a lot of the, I guess I'm thinking media people because they Mm. transform a lot. Um, but Ryan Reynolds, he's doing some interesting behind the scenes stuff that I didn't really know about until recently. And I just think it's really fascinating how he's turning that into like, um, he's just, he's using lots of different tools to just turn things into something else, which I think is kind of fascinating. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting that you pulled, that would be your person. I think it's interesting that all the people you mentioned are media and speaking and music because Mercury is the planet mm. associated with the magician. Well, there you go. Tapping into so, that astrological energy. <laughs> yeah, so tapping into that communicator, swift moving, um, making fun things happen. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's very fitting that everybody you thought of um, for real life examples, all have. They're really doing a lot of that very transformative, using lots yeah. of different things at their table. I guess we could also say a Kardashian, but, <laughs> <sighs> but it's fine. We don't need to bring them into it. It'd be great for, you know, if you guys want to comment on our, on, Anywhere you can find us, um, we'll be promoting this everywhere, I'm sure. But you could comment um, and let us know what person you guys associate with. I know. I want to hear what everybody thinks because people have all sorts of cool ideas. And then this is how we get to learn. Like, I didn't even know about the, um, the Mint Mobile acquisition or anything and all of the interesting stuff Ryan Reynolds was doing until somebody else was talking about him. And so then that sparked my mind. Um, so the way that everybody else interacts with this archetype and this energy that definitely brings in new inspiration and ideas. So yeah, definitely let us know what your IRL magician is. So I think that was like, oh, we need to talk about the background color, the yellow and the red robe. Did we? I don't Um, think we did. We didn't talk about it explicitly in this one, so we can touch on that real quick. Um, we did kind of a little bit, because we, we did a little bit, but we can do a little oh, bit right. more about that, and then um, I think we'll be wrapping up with our meditation soon. I liked that we did that on the full, so I Me think we should too. do that again. I think we did. So the yellow is going to represent that um, creation mm-hmm. space, and the red represents that root space, so like bringing it into the mundane, the real world, right? And then the white is that spiritual connection. Um, I think the table kind of gives off like an orangey vibe, which Mm -hmm. is also about that creation space as well. Um, So it's kind of like cycling it through, right? So we're bringing it all the way from like the physical 
into and then through out into the real world and up through um, the spiritual into the spiritual realm. So we're bringing manifesting it and working with spirit to really bring that into fruition. And it's kind of interesting now that I look a little closer because all of the colors are represented on the card. There's blue, there's green, there's red, there's white, there's orange, there's yellow. So it's all there. The only thing missing is um, purple. purple, but it's okay. We'll just pretend it's there. It's fine. The vibe is there. Purple is vibing somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, the white can kind of symbolize the purple as well. So sometimes it just depends on your interpretation. Some people gloss right over purple and go straight to white. Mm. I tend to include purple myself, but um, yeah, there it is. There's all of your colors in your magical color theory and or your appropriative chakra theory. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know that it's really that appropriative, but I do know that it is a controversial topic. So I can see that. I embrace both. Yeah. What I do think is interesting, while all the colors are there, I would say that the base colors are the ones that are the mm -hmm. strongest, which is always really yes. interesting to me, right? So like there's a lot more rootedness and creation. Mm -hmm. um, so if if we're looking at it from the chakra point of view, you've got the three lower ones and then you've got your heart in the middle um, mm -hmm. where things kind of transform from that like grounded earth, things that are physical up to the heart space and then out into the spiritual side. So I do think it's kind of interesting that there's only a little bit of, of the blue. There's only, there's a lot more of the white, right? Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. not as much green. It's a lot of creation and showing up and less about the, the voicing out and the, um, you know, the heart space in between. It's a lot of be here, do this thing. Yes, 100%. And in contrast, we're not there yet, but we will be. The high priestess has more mm -hmm. of those upper chakra colors than the lower ones. So yep. I think it is interesting in that regard, too. Like you're saying, it is more about like the presence and the physical aspect of things than it is about the spiritual aspects. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a. OK, okay. so. Okay. So when I pull the magician, the meditation that I feel is tap into yourself and feel where it feels hesitant to start creating something new. Lean into that. See if we can move it a little bit towards something that feels a little bit more exciting and comfortable. Can we play with it? Can we have fun with it? Can we go from feeling like it's a chore to finding joy and excitement as we create in this new world? What are you most excited to create and bring out? And let's do it. Let's begin and again and again. With your breath, you begin again and you create your magic. I love that so much. Oh, I feel you. like so refreshed. I hope, I hope that that was as exciting for everybody else. And I just kind of feel like 
we could end on that note and just hold that. That works for me. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Bye for now.